everyone, this is Christina Savani, and this is Saved Save the Podcast. What up, everybody? This is your first time tuning in. I am your host, Christina Savani, and this is Save Save Podcast, where we discuss all things that debunk or change the um, narrative, change the perspective on how people thought Christianity was. We're talking about love, relationships, friendships, and everything in between on what truly makes you save save outside of what society standards say. But before we get started, have anyone, y'all know I'm, I'm random before I get on topic, but like, has anyone ever just like had an inkling that something was about to happen? Like right before it happened? So you like try to give yourself space for that thing to happen. But as soon as you go on to do something else, then that thing that you thought was gonna happen was gonna happen. Y'all feel me? No, just me. Anyway, that just happened to me. <laughs> um, but what I want to talk about today, uh, I have to tell you guys, I literally had to talk this thing out before I started recording. I had to get some tears out. I had to get some God poured into me because this episode was true healing for me. Um, a lot of my episodes are that way where I'm literally digging deep on what's going on in my personal life and giving you a fresh or different perspective as God is revealing it to me. And just so happened this time, God um, has been helping me with something that I was kind of frustrated about. And I realized that it had a lot to do with forgiveness, which is the main topic of what we're discussing today. See, in the Christian faith, we are taught to forgive each other for all of our transgressions. In the Lord's Prayer, which is the prayer that Jesus teaches his disciples when he teaches his disciples how to pray, it's found in the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. But I specifically want to look at verse 12 in this prayer, and it states that we should ask God to forgive our sins as we would forgive those who have sinned against us. Now, for the longest time, as a person who grew up in church and whose mother is also a pastor, I simply recited the Lord's Prayer in its entirety from memorization. It was literally like when I crash studied for exams in high school and in college, I committed certain pieces of information to my memory because other people like, you know, my teachers, fellow students, students that had taken the courses before me said they were important or simply because I was just trying to pass a test at the time. However, what I'm finding now in my adult life is a lot of those things that I committed to my memory, I'm actually like using them like in my professional and in my personal life. And I'm looking at them with new light now that I'm actually applying them. Because Back then, it's not like I didn't know those things, but I didn't fully understand and comprehend them. And that's like no difference for me with the Lord's Prayer. Like I knew the Lord's Prayer because I knew that I needed to know that and I had to know that. Like I was a preacher's kid. It was a requirement. But I can't say that I 
understood it especially like the forgiveness portion like you know people always have the saying um forgive and forget and that's probably the the basis of what i looked at as forgiveness it's like oh forgive them and forget about it and call it a day and it's not until i became an adult and got quote unquote save save um until that part of the Lord's Prayer, or the Lord's Prayer in general, became more than just words to me. And I'm so thankful that now I get it. Now I understand that in the Lord's Prayer, God is telling us that we must pray and ask God for forgiveness. But that forgiveness is only going to be made possible and be as powerful as the forgiveness that we are willing to show those who have sinned against us. So basically it's saying that we need people. Just like in my last episode where I talked about how important people are to you. And in most of that episode, I focused on the good people in your life. I focused on my friendships, those people that help build me, help with my spirituality, help with praying me, uplifting me, and who really know me and have my back. But to fully understand the Lord's Prayer, I had to understand that not only do we need those good people, but Those people that have done us wrong are just as important with our walk with God. That's because, think about it like this. If you harden your heart to anyone that has done you bad and refuse to forgive them, what is stopping God from hardening his heart against you? We are supposed to be Christ-like. So if Christ, who lived a perfect life, who never sinned, is willing to cast our sins in the sea of forgetfulness, why can't we do that to our neighbors? And I know for a fact that it's easier said than done. Like, okay, for example, I had a really bad relationship my senior year of college. And for those of you that are like super close to me, you guys know the story and you know how bad it was. But I won't go into details today, but after we officially ended things, (laughs) I got into the habit of whenever someone would ask me how I felt about him, my words, and I quote, were, I want to run him over with my car. Yep, that was what I said anytime anybody asked me about that man. And like, That was my go-to line. Like, I didn't stutter. I didn't hesitate. It was, I want to run him over with my car. And I meant it. Because in my mind, at that point, me running him over with my car was the equivalent of me hurting him as bad as everything that he put me through. That was the only equivalent that I could come up with. And I know it's bad, but so is that relationship. And that's just, that's how I justified it in my mind was that relationship was bad. So me running him over with my car can't be any worse. Side note, it, that's not how we're going about this at all. Like I was totally in the wrong in that thought process. But what I'm trying to get at is 
if you if anyone also asked me after I said that if I still had hard feelings I would be like no nah, I forgave him but I still want to run him over and I thought that that made sense I thought that I have forgiven him, but I still wanted revenge. And I didn't understand that you can't have both in your life. Because it made sense to me. But I know now that it made no sense at all. Because I thought I was over the situation and that I had moved on, yet I still wished him harm. So then one day, I was actually analyzing that harmful phrase And I asked myself why exactly I felt the need to constantly repeat this statement to anyone who asked me about him. And in that analysis, I realized I was doing the same thing I had always done. I had committed that phrase of harm to my memory because it felt like the appropriate thing to say at the time or else. Me saying, I simply forgave him, I felt like that made me look weak. So I could quote unquote forgive him and still not wish him the best. And so I stated that phrase, but I wasn't understanding the power behind it. And I also wasn't understanding the power of actual forgiveness. Not fully anyway. So what I did was I committed myself to really forgive him. And y'all, that was hard. Like, every ounce of my being thought he was complete and utter trash. And he didn't deserve me fully forgiving him. And that's because I thought forgiveness meant access. I thought forgiveness meant weakness. But what I realized in that process was I was looking at forgiveness wrong. Forgiveness, although it's actually given to someone, is more of a gift to yourself than it is to the person who you're actually forgiving. Forgiveness is the you, yes you, Letting go of the hurt, the pain, the shame, the guilt, and any other negative emotion you have towards a person and being able to see them through the eyes of Christ. Forgiveness is freedom for you, not access for others. Forgiveness is not saying that because I am over how you hurt me, And I tell you that I am over it, I am not allowing you to come back into my space with the hope you don't hurt me again. Sometimes it can mean that when it comes to family or marriage, but that is not the definite, final, end all be all answer. And you should never be required to grant someone who has harmed you the unearthly repair access to your life again that is not a requirement of forgiveness what forgiveness is though that I've learned is it's allowing yourself to move on from a situation with peace and a sound mind that 
you are no longer being affected by that pain. Put it like this, forgiveness is the purest form of self-love you can benefit from. And I think that's why it's in the Lord's Prayer. Forgiveness of others is allowing God to forgive us and bring us closer to him. Because if you really look at that verse in the Lord's Prayer, it's one continuous line. It says, it literally states that we are asking God to forgive us just as we forgive those who have sinned against us. I know my English teachers or my English buffs out there, if you really look at how that phrase is formed, it's, um, was that the simile? Like, this is similar as this. So that's what it's saying is those two things are mutual. So you can't have one without the other. So you, if you're asking God to forgive you, but you aren't forgiving your neighbor, you aren't in alignment with the Lord's prayer. And I feel like it also helps us to not harden our hearts. Because when we harden our hearts, then even those who mean us well can't gain access to us. Because we are so bottled up and we are so convinced that everyone will hurt us because we haven't forgiven those who have hurt us in the past. And so we've hardened our hearts to everything. But with that being said, I had this revelation and I realized that I still didn't understand forgiveness. Like I went through this whole process and I was like, okay, yes, this is what forgiveness means. It means that you can forgive somebody. It means freedom for you, not necessarily for others. You know, I was giving this advice to my friends when they were having a hard time. I was like, yes, you need to forgive because it's helping you to forgive. It's only hurting you because other people are going about their business, blah, 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 blah. But y'all. I still wasn't understanding forgiveness because whenever I asked for it, I realized that I was actually asking for access. I'm going to say that again. So what I was doing was I would ask somebody to forgive me and then I would expect that once they forgave me, that things will go back to the status quo. For example, um, a few years ago, I went on what I refer to as an apology train. Um, it was like right after I had gotten like super saved, saved. And in this apology train, what I did was I made my way around to people that I knew I had hurt before I got to that point. In years prior, due to bad behavior, sinful nature, self-absorption, selfishness, you know, the gambit of bad girl behavior basically and in this apology train I wanted to own up to my faults own up to my bad behavior and um ask these people for forgiveness basically you know let them know like I'm truly and honestly sorry for however I treated you before I really knew God and surprisingly um it started out really well I talked to a couple of people 
and I was able to restore those relationships, and I truly thought um, that I was on the right track. However, which (laughs) you will see a lot of howevers and buts in this episode, because everything isn't quite as it seems, and that's what I love about this episode. But what I realized at that point was those first few conversations going like way better than I thought they were going to go actually did more harm to me than good because I then developed the assumption that everyone I hurt would forgive me and I would get my life back. And so I started looking at forgiveness as access. Nope, I was wrong. (laughs) Um... So as I continued going down this apology train, one person I apologized to that I had hurt took my apology, told me that they forgave me, and then used that as an opportunity to get revenge. Now, when they did this, I did not retaliate because, okay, that's how they need to heal. But then another person took my apology as an avenue to reshape our relationship to benefit them. Again, I just kind of chopped it up to, you know, it is what it is. Shout out to Michelle Obama. Um, But the worst of it all in my apology train was the one person who took my apology, forgave me, and then denied me access to their life. Like, y'all, that was so, so crushing. Not because I didn't have access to them anymore, but because it hurt. Like, it had never happened to me before. Like, I know I'm human, and it probably happened without my knowledge, but being fully aware of it and having to deal with the outcome is not something I had to deal with before that point. I had to deal with the fact that I was someone that someone was telling horror stories about and that other people who listened agreed with head nods and affirming words and that the pain and negative emotions that this person felt were valid. I had become the person that had harmed someone beyond repair that they could forgive me and not allow me an opportunity to cause them any more harm. Like y'all, before this point, I truly never had to grapple with the fact that I had actually been a villain in someone else's narrative. And I was talking to a friend about this before I recorded this and she's so sweet. Um, She was like, have I ever done that to you? And I was like, there's no way we would be having this conversation right now. Because I'm a firm believer that forgiveness equals freedom, not access. So as much as it hurt to know that I was the villain, like, I seriously was sitting there like, I don't know what to do with this information. I don't know how to move past this. I thought forgiveness was supposed to work. You know, I had to understand that what I believed was being acted out in front of me. Meaning that my belief that freedom 
equals forgiveness and not access equaling forgiveness, what was happening right now? This person forgave me, truly and honestly forgave me for the things that I did that horribly affected their life. But because they affected them in such a horrible way, I no longer had access to this person's life. I no longer had the opportunity to say, hey, I'm a changed person. Hey, I've really given my life to Christ. Hey, I promise you this will never happen again. I promise you, you can trust me. I did not deserve that opportunity because the damage was already done and it was not my place to try to convince them otherwise. Me arguing with that person about why I've changed and how I should be allowed to prove it would have done more harm than good. The Bible teaches us to love others as we love ourselves. And if I had already set boundaries around myself to not allow certain people access to me, then who am I to then turn around and demand that those same type of boundaries that this person had set be removed because I said so, because I'm a better person. That is selfish and unjust. And realizing that, y'all, was the hardest of pills to swallow. And an even harder pill was that I then had to turn around and say, okay, this person forgave me. In this forgiveness, this person has set boundaries to where I don't have access to them. And now I have to live with the fact that I'm a villain in their story. But I can't walk in that. I have to forgive myself for that. The damage is done. It is what it is. It happened. And because this person no longer allows me access to them, I can't fix what was done on their part. But I can still fix me. I can still dig deep in myself and still forgive myself for my wrongdoings. I can cast that over to God and let him handle it. Because forgiving yourself for those things is just as important as forgiving others. Forgiving yourself means that you are allowing God to work in you. You're not holding anything back. You're not holding on to guilt. You're not holding on to shame. And you're saying, God, I'm giving you access to this part of me. Even if I'm cutting off man from this part of me, because I can't trust man, I can always trust God. And the best part of this is what I realized is you can be the most saved, saved person in the world. And can still be the villain in someone's story. A perfect example of this is Paul in the Bible. Like, I'm sure a lot, like a lot, a lot of Christians did not rock with Paul like that. Because he probably per, uh, persecuted some of their loved ones and some fellow believers that they were like super cool with. And at the time, like he enjoyed his job. Like he knew that he was very good at his job and he enjoyed it so then you see Paul do this complete 180 and he's able to see his wrongs he's able to ask God for forgiveness and he's able to forgive himself without having access to certain people because I'm pretty sure he probably went up to some Christians like oh I'm a believer now and they were like yeah 
but you like totally was just out here persecuting the rest of us believers like two days ago so like they probably had their guards up they probably were like okay i'm a christian christ tells us to believe and he tells us to forgive but i got my eye on you and that's how we are like even if we want access Everyone is built to say, I can't have certain people around me, and that's okay. Because at the end of the day, forgiveness does not equal access. I'm going to say it louder for the people in the back. Forgiveness does not equal renewed friendship. Forgiveness does not equal mended romantic relationships. Forgiveness does not equal the status quo. Forgiveness does not equal access. And you have to understand and accept that as Christians, even if we are genuinely good people, even if we've made a complete 180 like Paul did, we must realize that it isn't a one-sided phrase. You can't say that forgiveness equals freedom, not access. So I'm putting up boundaries and then get upset when someone does that to you. You can't say that I forgive you, but I'm forgetting about this relationship and then badger someone and demand that they let the, that they let you back into their life. It's not a one-sided situation. When we say that forgiveness is not equal access, we mean that. So forgiveness does not equal access to your life for people you have forgiven, nor does it equal access to other people's lives that have forgiven you? Y'all, like, at the end of the day, sometimes access is just denied. Like, you do not have access to this person, and that's just the end-all be-all. You don't have access. It's closed. You don't have the right code. You don't have the right fingerprint. You don't have the all right, eye detection, there is nothing Charlie's Angel style that you can do to get all this right information. Like, the door is shut. And we have to be able to accept that if we wronged somebody. And you can forgive somebody without opening that door back up. We have to understand that it doesn't make us less Christian. It doesn't make us a horrible person. It shows that we care about ourselves enough to protect ourselves. Because one of the greatest commandments says, love others as you love yourself. So if you love yourself enough to put up boundaries to protect yourself, to keep yourself safe from people who have already shown you how they are going to do you, then you can't get upset when people do the same thing. You can't get frustrated. You can't beg, barter, plead, whatever to get this person to be in your life. If the door is shut, the door is shut. Just be thankful that they forgave you in the first place and accept that the access is denied, y'all. And it's going to be okay. 
because we got this fellowship together. We got our save, save crew where we can talk this out. We can hash it out. You guys comment, like, love, rate this episode. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Review, share with all your friends. Let's open this conversation about the different perspectives of friendship, the different perspectives of Christianity, the different perspectives of forgiveness. And understanding that sometimes access is denied, but it's never denied in the same place because we got room for everybody over here. All right, you guys, this has been another episode of Save, Save, Period with your girl, your host, Christina Savani. Love you all. Have a great day.